e-commerce has become a very important part of our everyday lives. However, the excitement that greeted its rapid rise, not only in Africa but in Nigeria, has to a large extent cooled off. While household brands like Jumia and Conga continue to mirror the significant gains from the upsurge and the progress made over the last few years, issues bordering on trust and technological limitations have made it difficult for smaller startups to make significant impact in that sector. But some newcomers are clearly not held back by this narrative. Shopify is one of those brands. Launched in September 2016, the online retail store has created a niche for itself and has grown into one of Nigeria's biggest fashion retail stores online. By offering largely quality shoe products at a relatively low cost and exceptional customer service, it is managing to capture an attractive number of online shoppers. On this episode, I sat down for a chat with Omomi Kolaole, the founder of Shopify, and we talked about what makes the Shopify brand exceptional. My name is Fola Folayo. Welcome to Minding Your Business Africa. to have you on the podcast and look at Shopify and I see how far you have come and how you have, I would say, single-handedly built something, an e-commerce platform that is spectacular in my own opinion, because for me, it's not about uh, just being big. It's about adding value. And when the people who use the service that you have built, when they keep coming back and they keep um, you know, they have something positive to say. I've been a user. I know other people who have been users and every review has always been positive. And one thing everybody says is, hey, Shopify is affordable. Shopify is friendly. Shopify has amazing customer service and you, you can't fault it. So that's why I want to do, you know, this this particular episode with you. So, <laughs> just to begin, I, I think my first question would be, why entrepreneurship for you? I mean, you are a university graduate, you studied uh, politics and government, you could have done a million and one things. Why be a businesswoman? <laughs> okay, so um, this part of it, I would say that it wasn't something that I wanted to um, just, I didn't wake up or graduate from the university and say that, you know what, I'm just going to start um, doing this business. I think that if this is something that I know how, you know how singers usually say, oh, I started singing from the church when I was mm. two and the rest of that. I feel like <laughs> okay, I have a similar story because okay. I started, I learned, um, basically learned the principles of buying and selling from my mom. Wow. basically was yes actually um yes she's always i've always assisted her first child you know how it is here where you're like more or less like assistant parents basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um it's been so i've been introduced and exposed to our business since very since before i was 10 so i kind of learned the principles of buying and selling just from watching her and helping her out so it wasn't and then at different times in school 
when I was in the university. I, th- I think I remember selling candies in, in secondary school too. Wait, you I sold candy in secondary school? <laughs> yes, and it was illegal actually because I went to a private school and if they had caught me, I would have been in serious soup. Because you were a smuggler. Yes. Is that, are you hungry or what's going on? What, the time that you're supposed to use to learn in school is what you're using to sell. You're going to be mm. distracted and the rest of that. And then I remember selling the charge card in uni. Wow. And then also, yes, at the front point. And that didn't last for a long time because, well, as I like moved up, I, I mean, school became more demanding. And then I also wanted school to pass through me. So I decided to, you know, do some grooving. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, I decided to do something because I had to stay at home for a year after NYSC. I, I couldn't get a job. You know how it is. Mm. So yeah, so then I picked up a few things. Then I wanted to make money on the side too. So I went, yeah, I learned how to sew from then and then I started making some money off it by like sewing for my friends mm. and you know, and then it would introduce other people to me before I officially got a job. So um the first full-time job I got, I really loved. I worked in a fashion house. I don't know if you know it, they they, they no longer exist here, um, even yeah. tribe basically so it was more i've always been interested in fashion always mm. like 100 percent. so uh, like it was more like i was doing a two-in-one kind of um learning at the yeah. point because i mean i had basics of buying and selling but in a much more structured environment and also how the fashion world works mm. so it just kind of like made it easier for me to like move into it of course i still went on to other structured environments like um financial institution before i then decided that you know what yeah these things have never been for me i cannot be this person tied down to all these daily routine structure submit these documents do this one and that one mm. it was I, like i needed to yes do something where i could thrive i i like building basically okay. and then i also um i like experimenting you can't really do that in um structured environment because everything has been set everything has been laid down and I also, I get bored very quickly. This is something that I tell people. And I tell people that I'm also lazy. So I look for the quickest ways and the <laughs> easiest ways to do things. <laughs> Which is why when a lot of my personality can reflect things you prefer. Especially for the first three years. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I will just look for the easiest way to get something done. To make everybody happy. I'm happy. Um, the customers are happy. And then everybody is fine. So, mm. like, doing business was always my thing. I mean, if I don't do Shopify again tomorrow, I'm going to do, do something. Definitely else. find another business to do, yes, right? Definitely. Yes, definitely. 100%. Wow. I mean, I'm listening to you tell this story and two things stood out while you were, you know, telling the story. One is your love for fashion. Um, yes. I mean, I see you, I see your photos, I see what you wear, I see how you put yourself together. So clearly you're a fashionable person. And the second one, I think I'll have to seek clarification on that, is okay. um, when you describe your love for business, in my head I'm thinking, oh, she likes money. <laughs> so <laughs> are, you, are, you, um, are you motivated by making money? Is it part of what drives you, the idea of making money? Yes, please, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, okay. So yes, definitely. I I love making money, but um, most importantly, and I'm not just saying this. Mm. I really like to 
do things that make people that bring value to people that make people happy and you can tell from the reviews that we get that you see online that mm. we um I'm very particular about the impact of what we are doing i mean i know that we are selling but we are collecting your money to give you something but we are not just collecting that money because okay just take 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 and go away i need mm. to know that you are getting value for what you are what you paid for i need to know that it impacts you positively because um to be honest shopify actually wasn't the first business that i was going to, that i wanted to do i wanted to go okay. get into business but it wasn't shopify that i wanted to do i mean yeah. i don't know if every woman has had that especially people who went into maybe sewing um has had that dream at some point to go to italy to learn and the rest of that yeah. so at the time while doing my nine to five i was trying to raise money to go to a proper fashion school because i just okay. pretty much learned in front of me at first yeah. so 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 basically i was trying to raise money and then quickly within a few months it turned from me trying to use the business to raise money to actually adding value because i'm like okay oh my god there's so much gap there's so much people are not doing and if mm. you remember i don't know if you ask people or if you remember in 2016 when we launched people at the time were not putting prizes on their pages on instagram yes they were doing no refunds no exchange i was like this mm-hmm. doesn't make sense gm for price for price you are not putting details you just post a pair of shoes they are not delivering what you what you have ordered because i did a lot of research at the point i ordered from a few people i asked for their journals i asked questions a lot of people don't even have information on what they are doing so mm. if i'm in a business i need to be able to give the customer all the information that they need to make the best decisions i'm not just going to i don't just want to sell shoes to you that's not the, what we are doing here we're not mm. trying to just sell shoes we're trying to give you value for the money trying to give you an experience that you know what when people travel and it happens when customers travel they say they take pictures sometimes and say oh i just entered into zara store and i saw a pair of shoes that i saw oh the difference is not so much at all oh my god there's almost no difference you know what i'm not going to buy shoes here because of my luggage i'm just going to come back to nigeria and buy it because i know that you guys have these things and then that makes me happy to be mm-hmm. honest because it just makes me feel like oh my god like people are very I've gotten reviews in the middle of the night before like 1am people are saying oh my I couldn't sleep and then I was scrolling and I ordered before by 1am and then before 10am I've gotten my order I was yeah. I it to the airport and I didn't think I was going to travel with these shoes but this is really incredible and I'm like okay okay we are doing something here I mean so, I'm glad that you're mentioning um you know you're talking a lot about your reviews and I can testify to this because I don't know if you remember my very first experience with you was very much like this um I, i remember i was scrolling at night i think it was like past midnight and i saw something i liked and i sent a dm expecting that um maybe by 9am the next day somebody who's manning the page would have woken up and checked the dms and responded to my message and that very night like in the middle of the night i got a response and i remember saying don't you sleep like <laughs> you know it was something that people get to say a lot actually it was insane and then the next <laughs> morning i was at the office and my shoe was delivered and i'll tell you for free um you know <laughs> that was the moment i was sold like i was, i bought <laughs> into you. the brand completely and Thank which you. makes me want to also ask you what exactly is it <laughs> i mean in your experience that is the most important thing to do or put in place when building an e-commerce brand like yours 
Okay, I think that you should um, get a team. It is very important. Okay. I mean, like you need to. You don't. They don't have to be a lot of people. To be mm. honest, especially if you are very much into um, tech, like me, like you're very interested in what, like the opportunities that tech would uh, like afford you, so that you don't have to like spend a lot of money hiring people to do things manually. Because that's something that I do not like. Also, yeah. I prefer processes to be automated. So okay. one thing I didn't do very early, or I didn't do early enough, is to, was to hire people that would buy into what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to create. Now. Almost on every platform that you see us, you think it's just one person attending to customers. So people, I, I don't attend to customers anymore. I haven't done that in a long time. But wow. people literally just send messages and say, hello, me, I want to, and the other person just, just goes with the flow and it's just very attentive because like the team that I currently have, they, um, everybody is interested, is very excited to work. Everybody is very interested in what we are doing. They are very mm. happy with the reviews and how we like the impacts that we, we are trying to like make. So it's very easy to um to get people on your team to it's not very easy to get people on your team. But mm. if you can, whatever you just hire on time. The money you think you're saving by not hiring people, you are not saving it. You're just going to get worn out. You're just going to not be as productive or creative enough. Mm. I think that you should um and one thing that has helped me the most when I started and it was just me was empathy, basically. Okay. Yes, that's something that... Um, so because every day, so to help us create policies or to help us make the best decisions, I'm always putting myself in the customer's shoes. So if I were the one, how would I like to be responded to? Because fashion is something that like people don't a lot of times except except on few occasions on few occasions where you're looking for okay i'm looking for a pair of black shoes that I can i can wear to work a lot of times when people see things they make decisions in like the next 30 seconds if you don't yeah. respond on time before you know it they've changed their mind they go, this money can go to or maybe their mechanic has called them and they have to pick the tire or something I like you know what i can buy shoes right now so when you're seeing something and immediately you can swipe and buy it just gives you that joy and that excitement i other things online i know that excitement that comes with you getting your thing first thing in the morning and you're like oh my god i didn't expect it to come so early or i didn't expect it to come today i i, I was expecting three business days we deliver to abuja Harcourt like next day max wow. two days and people are like oh my god like that's the idea that experience is something that i'm, I'm trying to create so basically yes please uh, whatever you need to do I mean, money is important, but also always put yourself in the customer's shoes mm. and get people on your team who believe or buy into your dream and understand what you're trying to do, basically. Did you try, did you have to like um, get some kind of um, academic qualification for this? Did you learn something extra? Did you take a course? Uh, did you learn how to build processes? Did you, you know, I'm asking if you have, um, if you had additional training, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't, honestly. Uh, okay, so, um, okay, I can say yes, and then I can say no to that, because um, as at the time that Shopify started, I was working with a financial institution, mm. and um, so I had the opportunity to work customer service and um, marketing and the rest. So it was um, more like things that I picked up naturally. Aha, okay, okay. Basically, it were things that I picked up and then a couple of materials here and there. So when people ask me if I did anything that has to do with business, not formally, I, but I get to read a lot of materials. I've, 
I had a phase where I was just going from seminar to seminar, trying mm. to learn, trying to network. And then I have a lot of books. That's something that I, I started to invest in over the years. So okay. I would just pick up a book about business, about marketing, about sale, sales. And then, yes, I just, you know, read, listen to a lot of podcasts. Right, right now, I, I'm able to do that more because I have people who would normally do what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. I'm able to, like, afford time to, you know, read up to... There are materials online. As, mm-hmm. as much as you're willing to learn, there are materials. Mm-hmm. Basically. So you invested in yourself. You invested in self-development, especially. Yes, I did that. Yes, I, did that. I want to and dial back to too. the part where you you talked about teams. You know, um, hiring good people. Okay. But for a lot of business owners, they they always talk about the challenges of getting the best hands. So how did you scale through that? Did you have the same challenges? How did you overcome it? How do you make sure that you have the best people to work with? Um, okay, certainly I, I had the challenge at first. But um, like I think I mentioned earlier, it, like looking for people that um, buy into what you're trying to do is more important to me than what their actual qualifications are. So that has enabled me like open my mind to people that don't necessarily qualify for the position that we are looking to hire for like for example they don't have maybe the academic qualifications but i know that this person is willing to learn and in a matter of time they will do it so it's more about for me what has worked the most has not been people that we hired because oh you worked with xyz before you have experience or you have this qualification that means you can work with us it's it's been more of people who want the opportunity to learn Basically, yes, that's that. Those are that's we've had the most of success in that area. People who want to learn, people who say, when you ask them, sorry, have you done anything customer service before? Have you? Oh, they say, oh no, not at all. But then I'm I'm willing to learn, or I'm interested in doing it, or I, yeah. I like the grant, or something like that. So you are able to you are able to you know train them. You are able to tell them that this is what we are trying to do here. When the customers mm. are happy, we are happy. We make money. Everybody is fine. So they have to be happy at all times. So this is what we are doing. And then I explain because the first thing I'm doing when you meet me is I'm telling you my dream. I'm telling you what I'm trying to do here, basically. So I'm telling you what we have done so far, how we are doing it and where we are going and the reason why you are coming on the team. So you cannot just, yes, exactly. So if you're not interested in doing that, that's okay. I've met people who are like, oh, I don't really know how to. That's fine if you don't want to learn. That, that's okay. I, but it's very important to me that you understand where we are going and why we are doing what we do. To be honest, people mm. are very kind of flexible. Like, I think we have just been very fortunate in that um, department where we just say, you know what, this is what we are doing. So when you do this like this, then this is the result. And mm. can you see that everybody's happy now and we are fine? Yes, that's exactly why we are doing it. I mean, we get to see it because inclusion is very important. You don't just yeah. dish out orders and say, do X, Y, Z, do it. You tell people that they are responsible for the success of something and they need to figure out how to do it. If they need help, they should ask. Mm-hmm. Please ask for help when you need it. Ask for if you need materials, if you need um, some things, if you need props, just ask what for what you need to be successful 
at this thing that you have been given to do and you'll be surprised at the kind of things you can bring out from people i mean I, i like that you're able to bring people along i like that you're able to share your vision you know with the people that come to work with you because sharing that vision kind of gives them um it makes them feel like they belong it makes them also buy into the idea and it makes them when they believe in what they're doing they're able to do it better you know yes, and i mean you've talked about this you, you shared the story of your growth uh, we've seen your transition you know from being a, a social media platform based uh, store which a lot of people are still kind of restricted to a lot of people still maybe wholly on instagram selling on instagram selling on facebook you know selling on twitter you know but you you started out there and then you expanded uh, thanks to you know some of these e payment platforms like paystack and flutterwave that have you know um storefronts for young entrepreneurs to start without necessarily like building like a full e-commerce website you know How, at what point did you realize that it is time to move from instagram to a bigger e-commerce with uh, to your own e-commerce commerce website how do you know that it is time what were the steps that you took and how challenging was it okay um when what well, i think i feel like one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily pay attention to is um when they start to do things they don't think about how it will go because sometimes mm-hmm. things just blow up and then you're like oh my god so you start to struggle i didn't want to be one of those people we would we would not be prepared for what's next basically so i was thinking okay what's the business model people are buying on instagram are we going to is it is it very realistic to be here to force seven without blinking we need to give people and then inventory is expanding people mm. are like okay so now we need to give people more we need to give people not everybody wants to communicate with you or chat with you people want to shop you surprisingly a lot of people shop at midnight So people want to yes people want to they, they shop during the night like a, a lot wow. more than during the day sometimes that's so basically that, yeah that's interesting because um well insomnia and the rest of that so sometimes that's the only time people have to you know just go through things they don't have time during the day to like look through anything fashion they just want to work all day and all that so people do that when they wake up early in the morning before they sleep or when they can't sleep so they get to do that a lot So um we were selling on Instagram and at some point it became I didn't really have a lot of help at the time and it became it was almost becoming a struggle to attend to everybody at the same time so we had to keep tracks and all that and it, it was it was so I knew that if we grew more at that point in time and nothing was done then we were going to have a problem so mm. the service or the um thing that we have built for a, for a while will just like everything will just come crumbling if we don't mm. like take the next necessary steps because there was there was need for us to move on to it because I'm always looking for like I said I'm always looking for the next thing to do like okay so what else can we do to get yeah, how are we getting how back to that's my question how can we move forward so what is it because um at some point we started having this challenge where we would be sleeping returning customers would just see an item on the page and just pay for it without asking if it's available so we started oh. to do a lot of refunds in the, then we woke up in the morning and then we have to do a lot of refunds to people sorry it's no longer available somebody else oh but it was not sold on it so like how do we solve this problem 
So you have the opportunity to just go to the website. So you're like, okay, let's build a website. And then the thing is that Nigerians generally we are still very um we are still very in tune with the um traditional way of buying. People want to communicate with you. They want to talk to you basically. Mm. They want to mm. talk to somebody because a lot of people will still prefer to go to a brick and mortar store than to actually buy online. They want to see what they are buying. So I, I think it's so a safety point, thing. It's a safety and yeah, a trust definitely. thing. And it's 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 very important. And I I don't fault it at all because yeah, people do things out there that you're like, what? What's going on here? I mean, I've made a few purchases before, and I'm like, no no no, this isn't right. So so and then we, every other day we see on Twitter on Instagram people are posting what I ordered and what I got, or people are saying <laughs> that I I ordered from somebody and I got blocked after because I didn't get my money or I didn't get the thing that I tried to buy. Mm. So I was looking for ways where we would be able to, and then so that if other people are handling the page, they, there's no need to ask if something is still available because there's no, there has to be a central inventory location. So yeah. everything came into consideration, like nobody needs to ask, wait for women to confirm anything. Everybody can just do what they need to do in their own capacity, get get the right level of clearance and access that they need and move from there. Mm. So yeah, we needed to, at that point, we needed, I think that this, this decision was made in 2018. At that point, I was like, okay, you know what? We are getting to a point where we can no longer manually serve customers because people are paying, we have to do a lot of refunds mm-hmm. and then some others we can't keep up with, people can't really register. Okay, do you do you need me to, when you restock this item, can you let me know how many people are we going to How many people are you going to money? keep up with? Yes, yeah. exactly. We need to like automate this entire system so that this can work because, and then people started to, oh, I think somebody actually called my mom one day and got really angry. It was a Sunday morning. That's, what? A, that's a very interesting story about how she tried to buy a pair of shoes I, I didn't even know that they, they knew my mother, to be honest. I didn't know. So wait, I this person tried to buy a pair of shoes and then what happened? And then we got, okay, so people get distracted very easily. We mm-hmm. get distracted very easily. That's why sometimes when you post a video that's too long, you can be assured that nobody's going to watch it. So basically, um, you know, people get to, people get distracted very easily. So they're trying to shop one minute. They're asking you, sorry, how much is this? Next minute, they're doing something else. The next minute, they have slept off. Yeah. So sometimes this happens a lot, basically. So sometimes, um, I think it was one of those ones where she had sent a message that responded, oh, it's available. And then she says, okay, um, what's the total? And then you are giving her the total, then she didn't pay. Then oh, the next person oh. came and the person paid for it. Because we can't really hold down items for people i mean that's that's just reasonable we can't, we can't do that because a lot of people forget and then when you try to remind them they say things like we've had a lot of experiences with people saying things like oh sorry i'm no longer buying i'm no longer just or some people will just flat out never respond to you anymore because they think you're bothering them oh. so basically which is very understandable i mean i don't want to be bothered so i may change my mind the next minute and say you know what i have color blue already i don't want to order this anymore so i like to give people the chance to do whatever it is they want to do it's mm. perfectly fine we just we don't mind nudging you in the right direction like okay so will you but i don't want anybody to feel like they are being forced to make a purchase at yeah, all or that they are being hounded just to make or a they are purchase. being hounded just to make a purchase oh no okay these people are going to start disturbing me now if i don't buy this thing no i don't want you to feel, i want you to feel like you need to buy like you want to buy it you like this item you want to buy it, and you're excited when you get it yeah. so i think it was one of those days and then she 
made the she didn't she didn't pay then somebody else paid for it so by the time she remembered or she realized she just went ahead and made the payment without confirming if the item was available oh. so as of the next morning i just saw that i was getting a lot of notifications about how so she at the point was arguing with the person with the handler saying that oh the item is how can you tell me it's no longer available i just asked the last night the person was like it got sold like three minutes after there's literally nothing we can do about it we are so sorry about that maybe and then she was very upset next i was on my way to church and the next thing i got a call from my mom saying that what's going on and then i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> literally see what we're trying to avoid has happened yeah there's like no don't do please do not call my mother don't do that please they're a pair of shoes and other ones will come don't worry <laughs> and then i was i was shocked i was very shocked when you say other ones will come well it might not be you might not get the exact same well, I, I understand it but then i just thought at that point i thought it was just very extreme but then i think that later when i looked at it i was like i can understand why she would have been so upset because yeah. well she really wanted the shoes and then it goes sold out to no fault of ours or ours i mean she forgot she forgot wow i mean that's that's just you know that's just an incredible experience i was going to ask yeah. you if you <laughs> if you've ever had a what i ordered versus what i got moment <laughs> and what oh, did you oh. do Oh yes, contrary to what people think. I mean, we sometimes we get bad reviews, but yeah. not necessarily not in the way of what I ordered versus what I got. Okay. Maybe uh yes. Yes, we we do. Maybe we we've had situations where maybe dispatch drivers have mm-hmm. had to maybe have messed up or maybe the the um their bikes busted. There were times where maybe Lagos State was trying to be Lagos State and then we maybe they still because of one paper or the other so we we run late on deliveries like that yeah. but um i don't think that what i ordered versus what i got um is a thing for us at all because i'm very particular about that that's why I, we make sure that our mm-hmm. our product shops are mostly done by us so that okay. we don't have to like we do our shots ourselves so that we don't really use stock photos so that especially when you come to our social media pages so that mm. you can know that this what this thing looks like there's no need to like like to you if you can see you can see what exactly it looks like and you can make your own decision basically. whether you but, want to um, not yes but we, we usually have maybe we've had a few um oh delivery is late why can you not deliver to me today i had to step in into um um there was something that happened last week too that i had to step in and then the person eventually so when i was trying to calm her down say okay you know what i'm in charge here so tell me what the challenge is and then because we said that we couldn't deliver at the time that she wanted to place that she hadn't placed the order she just wanted to know if we'll be able to deliver and we offered her express shipping and all the shippings and she didn't like all the options so i said okay you know what you can pick up that's it Oh, I can't pick up. What do you mean that by that? I don't have a means. Okay, so at this point, I don't think there's anything else. If there's anything can anyone can do. Exactly. You can do express. You can deliver tomorrow by the regular delivery fee. Or you can pick up. And then she didn't want all the options. And I'm like, I'm not sure why we are still having this conversation. If wow. you don't want all the options that we... Because I was I was wondering. I didn't, Of course, I didn't tell her that. I was just wondering where we are going. So I specifically asked, is there something else i can do like what what do you because she had been somebody else had been on me for more than two hours and mm. at that point person had to you know what transfer to me and say i think that i need you to step in here and at that point our last message was um 
when you need something the most. I can't forget. That's the most. That's the um, most shocking thing anybody has said to me in five years of business. Wow. And it happened just last week. When you need something the most and you really want it in life, it will never come to you. You will get it. Yes, I can read. I I have screenshots of the message. That's that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the worst thing anybody curse. has ever told me. Yes, that's the that's the worst thing anybody has ever said for me. And for some reason, I was kind of glad that I was the one who had to hear it because I don't think that somebody <laughs> I don't think that it was okay for somebody else on the team to have been. It's not okay been, for you to hear it. It's not okay. Yeah, for well, um, I was shocked actually. So I just I was like, wow. Okay. Wow. I was I was very quiet. I mean, <laughs> because you, I was sure. You, you were going to sure. say that it, it's one of the challenges of you know a, a mm, yeah. customer facing business, a business where you have yes, to definitely. interact with different people on a daily basis. And um, I think one thing that we haven't really been talking about when we're discussing business and growth and all of that. Uh, with a lot of business owners, especially if you're running a business in Africa and in Nigeria in particular, is how to keep your sanity. You know, I mean, dealing with things like this, how to keep your mental health in check, how to be sure that you're in the right headspace and emotional space to handle this business when challenges come, when it's not growing as fast as you expect to grow. You yes. know, when you're not getting the deals you thought you were going to get. How do you yes, yes. maintain your sanity? How do you keep going? How do you not give up? How do you not throw in the towel? Okay, so I have, if you, if you, if you know my very close friends, they will tell you that there are a few times I've said, you know what, I think that I'm just going to end this and just not mm. go for that. But um, I don't, I get to snap out of that very quickly when I say that yeah. because. Um, the truth is, I love doing this. Like, I enjoy it. I absolutely love it. And the fact that it has, um, it's still growing. And then every day we are making progress. We are, we are growing. It just makes me happy that we are not static. And even though a lot of things happen, for example, the economy and exchange rates and the rest of that, like, affect us a lot. Um, it's more like eye on the ball for me as a person like okay this is where i'm going so because uh we are constantly setting goals and when we reach them we set more goals like we just move it further again like okay you know what i think that we can do it um i like a good challenge to be honest and if i'm being honest this is the one thing that i have done that i've absolutely given my 100 percent and i've enjoyed doing that uh, this is something that um, I like doing. So when people ask these random questions, we ask where we stay. If we weren't doing what you currently do, what would you be doing? You I do? have to think very hard to find something else that I want to do. So mostly I'm saying, oh, I can branch out and do this and that. But I still want to, at the end of the day, I still want to do this thing. Because I don't know if the attachment is sentimental. It's just very like, okay, this, this, this is working. And then we just need to keep building basically because uh, a lot of things actually happen that are quite demoralizing for example um, i mean lockdown last year yeah. and um that period i mean we practically didn't really um work or make any progress for like about for about four to five months wow. basically because we were just like couldn't do anything we couldn't move forward we couldn't mm. that's why most times i'm always thinking long term mm. when people till today we don't have a physical location because I saw 
things happening right before anything that we knew anything about covid basically mm. i'm thinking okay mm. why would we why should we do this i'm like oh asus doesn't have any physical location and the liver worldwide why do we need a physical location what do we need it for validation most of the time because at the end of the day if you do your research i have done it so i know what i'm saying if you mm. do your research you will find out that a lot of people don't necessarily a lot of the demography that we are targeting they do not necessarily want to come to your physical store exactly they just want to know that what you are offering is the real deal and that you are going to you are going to keep good on your promises basically mm. so and it only takes one purchase to convince somebody most of the time so you get the first one and you're like oh my god especially for the price point people are thinking can this can this be the real deal for this price that i'm getting it mm. and then when they get the items they're like oh interesting we can really fast your process is very smooth we don't have to um I don't have to cry for my items or I, we don't have to go jump through orders to receive mm-hmm. the items. I feel like, uh, yeah, when that happens, it just makes me think, okay, so if there is anything else we need to do, we just need to make sure that people keep trusting us and yeah. knowing that. So that's why we use the reviews, the testimonials. That's why we make sure that we do our product shots in-house. That's why we make sure that we are always showing people what exactly what the product looks like because that's what one thing that they will need your physical location for basically to exactly. like enter into a store to make I, I think purchase. people look for physical locations because they want to uh validate what it is that validate, they're buying exactly they they're buying yes so but so as soon as they able trust to you that them, they don't have to come to you then you don't then then it just defeats the purpose yeah. i was um scrolling through instagram like just as i was thinking because sometimes i think the universe has a way of trying to let you know that you're on the right path or something <laughs> just as i was somehow something happened um during the lockdown or some no early earlier this year i was just going through instagram and then i saw a um a shoe store too where the um the lady was made a video where she was trying to inform the um their customers saying that they they had to they opened the store shortly before the lockdown and because people were asking for their physical locations and saying things like oh you guys are due for a physical location so she i mean gave into the pressure and decided to do that and it, it has not one year later it has not um, it has, wow. out the way they wanted it to turn out and she was telling the customers that they will be closing down the location despite the fact that people have the freedom to move around people are still not coming in and most mm-hmm. of their orders are still coming from their online store and i remember showing it was one of my team members saying that I told you that when we need to do things, let's just do our research properly. One or two people will complain, but you know, at the end of the general good, but it's good for the business and yeah. customers is what we have. So people will always say, Oh, you're due for your location. You've been five years in business. I'm disappointed. People actually say things like, I'm disappointed. You should have a location, physical location. By and now. that's okay. because they don't understand that being a Where you're going store with. is a business model. They think exactly. that the reason why you're online is because you're not big enough. It's to because have you cannot. Exactly. Not understanding that, I mean, we have e commerce, big e commerce sites like we have Amazon, we have. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Etsy and all these other stores. How many of them have, have physical locations? But they, 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 we even they offer pickup actually. Exactly. So it's a lack of education. It's a lack of um, understanding that makes a lot of people th- or those who think that you need to 
um, having a physical store somehow means that you means that you're bigger or that yeah. you have and I think it's also a kudos to you as a business owner to recognize that you don't have to bow to public opinion. To pressure. Sometimes, oh, oh, a lot of people have opinions. Trust me. Oh, yeah, people, yeah. people come with. Them. Oh, they just. Ah, no, no, they do. <laughs> they always do. But we, at the end of the day, we have to. We have to make sure yeah, that no, then, one or two people or three or five people that come to say you need a physical store. At the end of the day, when you have a physical store, can they? Can their sales? The sales to those people can it sustain? Keep the place store? going. Yeah. Yeah. That's the question now. I mean, there's a there's a there's a chance that we get to a point in the business and we're like, you know what? We can no longer do this only um, strictly online thing. You know what? We need a physical location. But then that is a decision that we will make at that point. But for now, but the model that we currently have worked because Forever Twenty One had to shut down a lot of stores um, worldwide globally mm-hmm. last year. So basically, these things, the world is changing. Exactly. Five years ago, Nigerians were not buying we're not willing to buy this much online but now people are moving towards the idea they just need to find trusted and verified vendors and in the next thing they just know that okay i'm loyal to this person because um to this brand because i have tested and tried them and this is fine so let's move on to that so basically the world is changing the world really is changing and i'm really glad that you know the way we do business uh you know as african entrepreneurs we're changing with it we can only see more growth we can only see um you know us taking over the world and taking our place just before i let you go um talking about moving forward so what next what's the what's the plan for Shopify where are you taking this to okay so we've always talked about we are going to see our names on show our name on show yes you are (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) you got okay okay I think this is the first place I'm actually publicly saying this (gasps) okay (laughs) you are going to see that um we are putting a lot of things for ESX we are trying to uh, like expand more, bring because we've been taking a lot of reviews this year. This year has been more like experimental at this point. Like we need to now we've done this consistently for four years. What are we doing next? So we yeah. need to use like one year because um I, I I believe very much that if you want something, if you want to do something, I think you should just do it properly or not at all. Basically, yeah. just you know you can start like small, then you just keep building on it, and before you know time you're like an expert so basically i i really like that if you want to do something we're not just going to slap name on any pair of shoes the first designs that we see and all that i want to wear i I want to wear (laughs) i want to wear one of those i cannot take our time no of course definitely you're going to be because i said you here first you're going to get you're going to be the first one of the first few people that will get the, the I promise. So and and I always stick to my word. So yeah. I mean, well done, well done. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am. I'm really, really looking forward to the expansion. I'm really looking forward to all your dreams coming true on on this particular project. Congratulations in advance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
And that's our conversation today on Minding Your Business Africa. Thank you for listening. Remember to follow all previous conversations on podpage.com forward slash MYB Africa. You can also listen exclusively on Spotify and Google Podcasts.